from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, April 1st, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the birthday girl, the very lovely Maya Strang. Happy birthday, Maya. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, To her left, Josh Luhan Loveless. Hey, people. Our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. Who has a mic this week? He has a mic. Thank you very much. (laughs) He's like, he had to think about it. He's like, oh, wait. What's this? In front of me, talk. I can talk. And on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia... Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, thank, thank you guys for accommodating my sick day yesterday. We're recording this podcast a day later than normal. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I don't think it would have been enjoyable for you or the listeners to, yes. to have a, a, a violent illness no. during the podcast. It wasn't he, violent. You would have whined the whole time. I would have whined. Even I'm sweating. He's not a good sick sweater. person. Yeah. <laughs> not a good sick person. I was sweating all day yesterday. Yeah. I, I'd come home and she's like, the house is freezing. I'm like, I'm sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like, sweat, sweating, it, like, cold, like, sick sweating is the worst feeling ever because you already feel sick, but then you just feel like you, you need a shower the whole day. The whole day. And you don't, and then your, your sheets are sticky. And, yeah, it's, it's really an unpleasant experience. <laughs> but uh, today, uh, Maya's birthday happens to fall on April Fool's Day every year. Happens every year. Every year, it every just year happens, happens that happens. way. So <laughs> jokes we, on you. Yep. So we uh, we have special things planned. I don't know. Yeah, and my I have a great idea for what Cameron should get you. What? <laughs> I don't know if he's ever pulled this joke before because your birthday falls on April Fool's Day. But whatever present he gets you, it'll come in a Tiffany's box. <laughs> but in there is like batteries. Batteries. <laughs> batteries. It's like, look, I got you some double A batteries this year. <laughs> Thank you. We're always needing them for remotes and things. She really, she really uh, would appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Maya takes it very I've well. I've never really it. had any jokes done on me for my birthday. Well, because people pe- feel really? bad. They don't want to do that on somebody's birthday. See, I, my birthday is the day after, and so I really feel like I missed it because I feel like an April Fool's birthday would have really fit my personality. I know. I feel like we should like swap. swap. Like honorarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, is would... there a legal procedure we could do with our birth certificates? Probably. It's called whiteout. You yeah, just, white out. Yeah. We'll just do. Yeah, I think we should do that. Or Can you go to jail for that altering your birth certificate. <laughs> or uh, you could just have your wife give you the type of gifts that she you would want her to give you if your birthday is April first, like a Tiffany's box with batteries in it. She can oh, go ahead and do it for I can you. Just anyway. tell people my birthday is April first, yeah. and they'll be like, "Really, really? No. I thought it was April 2nd. I'll be like, "April Fools, it is." But but you can give me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't hate on this idea too, because one day, like a week from now, you're going to be like, "I need batteries." I know. And if only you'd gotten them for your birthday in a TV box. I know. It's like yeah. I have this gorgeous necklace, but what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but <laughs> now the that the television dead. remote's <laughs> dead, yeah, it's the worst. And now that my Wiimote died, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'd like to see this necklace get me through a game of Wii Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a great podcast in store for you. Uh, coming up later, we talk to author Nancy Sleeth and her daughter, Emma Sleeth, who's also an author. They, uh, along with uh, Matthew Sleeth, are founders of the Blessed Earth 
organization, uh, which talks about um, environmentalism and green living from a Christian vantage point. Very, very interesting conversation. Uh, and also, we have a in-studio performance by Sean McDonald. Um, great artist. Coming oh, up later. I got excited for a second. What? Michael. Oh. Michael. Yeah, it's not Michael's I was like, son. <gasps> what? No. Why is he Kara here? How yeah. awesome. I mean, he's he is a good artist, but I'm saying how much better would he be if he was Michael McDonald's son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing. just kidding. No, he's great all all on his own. But it would be but, even more awesome if he was Yeah, that is totally true. I mean, I mean, you can say that about anybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not a person on earth I wouldn't say would be cooler if they were Michael McDonald's son. Right. All right, we'll stay tuned for that. But up first, your entertainment releases. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, April 5th. We have the Ravenettes with Raven in the Grave. Adam Lambert <laughs> got a follow-up what? album. Uh, Sleepwalker. They signed, they signed him to three albums probably. And they're like, oh. One of you are going to receive that as the white elephant gift at the next relevant <laughs> Christmas party. Yeah, I think Maya's going to get that for her birthday present. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, in a Tiffany's box. <laughs> well, the CD comes as a shake weight, I think. It's crazy, the packaging they're using. With eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tron fine. Legacy Reconfigured is coming out. And last but not least, The Kills is coming out with Blood Pressure. Uh, also notable because they are on the cover of Relevant that just went to the printer. Ah. The May-June issue the of Relevant, mm. The Kills. Movie releases on Friday, April 8th, Your Highness, starring Danny McBride, James Franco, Natalie Portman, Zoe Deschanel. It's like it? an Oscar-caliber oh, yeah, yeah. lineup doing a comedy. really stupid comedy by the guys who did Pineapple Express. It seems right. like a, a, a an updated version of like Princess Bride-ish. Mm. But probably way filthier. Y- yes. Yeah. 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 I don't think PG. Danny McBride is capable of clean comedy. No, right. no. Uh, also coming out, Hannah, starring Eric Banya as Hannah. <laughs> Banya <laughs> and Kate Blanchett. Uh, Henry's Crime starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's hey. still making movies. Look at that. Keanu Reeves, I guess. Uh, and Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. It still amazes <laughs> me. It still amazes me that there's some casting director somewhere that like fist pumps. It's like, yes, we got Keanu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like somebody's high fiving in an office, like producers and directors. Well, it's probably like a, like a two million dollar movie. Yeah. And they can never get an A lister. Yeah. So they they're like, we got Keanu Reeves. Right. It's going to legitimize our film. What what list is he on these days? Do you think? I don't think he's on a list. Okay. I, so don't he's even, not I think even... he's on the Keanu list. Yeah, which is like what's the what's the the Raz award, the Razzies? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like whatever level that is, like he's below that cuz he hasn't even won a Razzie in a while. Has he been in a movie? No, maybe that's the deal. If you disappear, I think he's been pretty busy playing bass for Dog Star, his band. <laughs> Wait, you, you know what? Like, have you seen the indie indie movie Thumbsucker? He played a, a psychiatrist in it. He was fantastic, and I can't stand him as an as an actor, but he was great in that film. Like, I think like true indie, kind of like you know. Yeah. yeah, like I think he'd be good. In when large like vessels that. aren't like headed towards right. port in a runaway ship. Have you noticed we have he, a, no, he was an too overpass good for that one. in Speed 2? He didn't even do Speed 2. He didn't? No. I missed that then. He was too popular. He didn't do cruise control? No. Where they took, uh, where shockingly they took uh, control of a cruise ship? So, you know, whenever I watch movies, Maya doesn't like watching movies with me. She prefers to go by herself because I always point out the, the logical flaws in them. Right. One of my problems with speed was that they were constructing this highway oh, yeah. that the bus was on. And then all of a sudden, it just stops, right? And they have to jump it. 
I'm like, come on. Yeah. Okay, we have an interstate like that in downtown Orlando. Finally, a preview run. Yeah, apparently that's how they build them. Like, they, they, yeah. they, they do it segments yeah, at a time. the new overpass. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, I think the next law, logical step for you to confirm the plausibility of, of that scene <laughs> is to jump a bus. That's true. I should rent, like, an old RV. Yeah. And just try and jump and just, it at 55 miles like an hour. Just, like, tie a rope to the steering wheel and, like, you know, put a stick on the gas pedal and just let her fly. <laughs> like your own little Mythbusters in the middle of the night. On the <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the most likely scenario is that it would end up crashing into our new arena. Yeah. Because that's the direction of the ramp. Right. And I don't want to do that because right. I would probably cancel a couple Magic games. Yeah, and that would... Yeah, you, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. No, I don't want to be that guy. Um... <laughs> Uh, also coming out, uh, uh, unfortunately, Arthur, starring Russell Brand oh, and yeah. others. Doesn't look too bad. Well, why did they need to remake Arthur? I mean, it was an iconic character by Dudley Moore, mm-hmm. uh, who's you know not, not no longer with us, mm-hmm. and they made it. It's just they didn't need to do this. Before. I haven't laughed during a trailer in a while, and I I did chuckle at the trailer. I, I thought the, the trailer is well bad. the well done. Well, it's you do get concerned that all the funny parts are in the trailer, right. and it's no right. good. That's but true. anyway, I, 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 I know he's got a lot of haters, but I really like Russell Brand. I think he's hilarious. Crickets. Did you, did you, <laughs> did you well? Mm-hmm. He kind of makes fun of the fact that not many people share your viewpoint, Jesse. Did you see him when he hosted SNL? Uh, a little bit. His whole monologue was, when he first came out, he said, I'm Russell Brand, the comedian, and yes, I'm much more famous in England than I am mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of played that up the whole yeah. Well, and, and like I said, I know his humor isn't for everyone, but I just think he's like naturally funny. And, and I know people disagree. I don't care. You know, I, I, I just think he's funny. And I don't know if I'll see Arthur in the theater, but I'm sure I'll see it at some point. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll actually be funny. On TBS at two o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I'll see it on TBS right before uh, an hour block of uh, Tyler Perry sitcoms. Right, nice. right. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. This podcast is brought to you by The One Campaign. Backed by more than 2 million members, One is a grassroots advocacy and campaigning organization that fights extreme poverty and treatable, preventable disease, particularly in Africa. You can mobilize your church to get involved in the fight against AIDS on Lazarus Sunday, April 10th. To learn more and to receive a free resource kit, including an HBO film by Spike Jones, visit one.org slash faith. You're listening to Peter, Bjorn, and John. The song is Second Chance uh, from their new album. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Death Cab for Cutie. The song is You Are a Tourist, which is the theme song of the city that we currently reside in. It's true. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? 
All right. Well, I, I came across a, a list this week that, that I'd share because I know we have a lot of ambitious listeners that are just looking for that idea that will just make them an incredibly successful entrepreneur. Um, so this list uh, that, that was uh, circulating on the, on the internet was eight ridiculous ideas that made people ridiculously rich. And of course, the, the Snuggie is on there. Right. Um, the Snuggie. Wait, this is the ridiculous list? <laughs> I have one. Or just really Keanu Reeves. Just yeah. Keanu Reeves yeah. is on there too, and it just has Keanu. like the people that made the Matrix. Yeah, uh, good. Uh, the people that got rich off them. No, um, uh, the Snuggie has <laughs> has made two hundred million dollars. I think we've talked about this before. How it it, it has just it, it it's insanely profitable. Yeah, it's like forty seven cents of fabric. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's fleece with with two armholes and a neck hole. It, you know, I was thinking about it. It's it's essentially. You ever go to the truck stop? Uh, maybe it's just. I know it's truck stop truck stops in the south, uh, particularly like Stuckies, where they're selling Bajas or the TA travel plazas. <laughs> yeah, yes. where they're not really they're not ponchos. They're Bajas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, a Snuggie is essentially a very very large Baja. No, because the Baja has the entire sides open where a draft could come through. <laughs> Snuggie envelops you better. Is it, is it fair to say the Snuggie is, it's, it's like a Rebecca Black blanket? Aww. I mean, it is. It, hey. People get it as a joke. Hey, that's Jesse's sister. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry no, to, not, to miss, hey, miss I never Black. said I was a fan. I just said I respect her. I know. I, I just have to bring it. You know who else I respect? The dude that made $200 million on the Snuggie. Okay. <laughs> I'm just you know, laughing. You're just laughing at the Snuggie. He's laughing all the way to the bank for well, 200 mil. I will sure. say, I mean, Rebecca Black, because she's given all the money to Japan, has a lot more character than the Snuggie guy. Because the Snuggie guy didn't realize the joke was on him and give it to another country's FYI, disaster. she's 13, so we might want to... Be careful. Be care- just be She's nice. 13. She's okay. 13. All right. Well, I mean, we could bash her parents. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about uh, Tom and Dina uh, Black. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, well, well, hey, you know what? Rebecca Black could be on this list too because she's she's made a bunch of money uh, from that song. Actually, she's uh, only made about 60000 total. Really? Yeah. Really? I thought we reported she was bringing in 27000 a, a week. Yeah, but that happened for two weeks. Oh. And, <laughs> and it's, it's dropped off significantly. I, I, but, I, but thankfully for her, she in, she invested quickly in the Snuggie empire. <laughs> was. I did see uh, just uh, just this week an article about the actual writer of the song. It's a guy. And he was saying, don't, don't bash her for the song. He was the writer. So he was oh. kind of trying to take blame off of her, I guess. So he acknowledges that it was a I really guess. bad song. I guess. How can, uh, I'd why would ca- he do I'd that? I'd be in a cabin in the woods <laughs> if <laughs> I wrote that. I'd give you my bank account number and I'd say see you next year. Wow. Yeah. I would just own it, man. I would just I would just own it. I would be like, look, if you if anyone wants else, record a song by me. Uh, you know, here's my number. Be prepared to be famous. Jesse <laughs> Jesse steps out of a cabin with to do a uh, you know some sort of uh, press conference. He's got a snuggie wrapped around him uh, and a coonskin hat and saying, yeah, I wrote the song. What up? What up? Yeah, yeah. So what? And I'm wearing a snuggie. Yeah. Guess who's rich? Me and the guy that made this. Exactly. So. <laughs> Who else is on so, the list? See you, jerk. By the way, I think the next like hipster. I I, I don't think it would. It's that implausible that that Bajas could be a hipster thing. No. Yeah, you're wrong. 
No, no. Okay, here's why. I was I I go. Uh, Dana, my wife, plays in like this indoor soccer league, and I'll go. And there's this hippie dude there that has like long hair and a beard, right? That plays uh, in the league, and he's always rocking the Baja. But you know that hippies <laughs> hippies are not actually connected to hipsters. No, no. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying tie-dye, is this: not 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 hipster tie dye. No, no. I, no, I understand. He's definitely hippie, not hipster. Okay. I, you know, like clearly the the guy is is. Uh, now, when yeah. you say hippie, are you saying a hippie, or are you saying he's just got a little bit of thickness in his thighs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, both. He is a hippie hippie. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but he's rocking the Baja, right? And I'm thinking this could be, I, I, I could see these, I could see dudes rocking these. I could see people rocking the Baja. That's all I'm saying. Are you going to bring it back for Virginia Beach? Will you try it? Yeah, I will should, absolutely you rock a Baja. You know, there's up. a there's a very famous truck stop called South of the Border. Yeah, uh, not South of the Border. Well, South of the Border, obviously, but that's a little bit of a trek. There's one on the Virginia <laughs> North Carolina line called Border Station, and they got a huge Baja selection. So next time I'm down there, maybe I'll pick a couple up. I think in the summer, shirtless with a Baja, I'd, I'd like to see that photo. That's <laughs> shirtless with a Baja. In the summer. I mean, how else are you going to rock it in the next six months? It's important. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just the rock, walking down the beach, just sweating in the Baja. <laughs> <laughs> I have like the fluorescent, uh, like fake Wayfarers on, you know, uh, my, like a, a satchel bag on, 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 a, on a fixed gear bike, just rocking the Baja. Anything else uh, on that list? On the list of of hipster of, gear? No, of the of the. Oh yeah, sorry. Ridiculously rich. <laughs> the pet rock guy, the pet rock oh. guy, uh, which he was selling pet rocks, made fifteen million. And that's in like nineteen sixties money. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, adjusted for inflation, billion dollars. Oh, it, it was fifteen million in the first six months, but I think that's about as long as the fad went. It's tapered off. The the yellow smiley faces. Okay, that's actually a trademark thing that you yeah. see on like grocery bags now. Uh-huh. Five hundred million dollars. Wow. What? Yeah. Um, Beanie Babies have made uh-huh. an estimated oh, three oh. to six billion dollars. I didn't. I was afraid. Yeah. Wow. And you know how many people are still holding on to them, thinking their value yeah. is going to be amazing when they sell them one day? Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I, there were people that cashed in their entire savings to, to go to an right. entire Beanie Baby-based currency. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, they're, maybe in Virginia. I mean, I, I don't... I don't think. No, yeah. That was, well, I we you you can go here and like was. you know how uh, old in the old days you could go to a bank and ask for your cash and gold. They do that now <laughs> for Beanie Babies <laughs> in Virginia. Yeah, in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's just say for like a rare uh, like panda Beanie Baby, you could buy like fifteen Bajas. Oh for my that gosh! Down at the border station. All right, Maya, what do you have? Um, apparently, well, everyone knows PETA, um, and delicious. They're they're located. Their headquarters are here in Norfolk, by the way. Are they really? Peter Pitts. Yeah. Um, so uh, the people for the ethical ethical treatment of animals are now offering a thing that if you get your um, cats or dogs spayed or neutered, you too they will too, they will also neuter you. What? <laughs> what? Yes. What? They're offering a free vasectomy to uh, one winner. So you take. Are it. they trying to deter business or attract business? <laughs> Apparently, like, they I think just want to get my dog idea. fixed. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, sir. Sorry, it's we, a, you have we, to. You yeah. have to if you're going to come. It's in. a new thing. You won the. You won the contest. Yeah. yeah. So I maybe. I don't know. Maybe vasectomies are expensive. I don't know. 
Well, well I, but but don't they want the world to have more of these people who are like anti meat? Right, but if you if you oh, neuter all of them, they'll die off. They'll right, die. Yeah. Yeah. they can't re- replicate themselves. Yeah, so uh, it, it's a contest. You have to get your cat or dog uh, spayed or neutered, and then you have to uh, write an essay to them on why why should PETA neuter you. That's so and much they work. Uh, they will. Um, you know, will they use one, the same one write an essay <laughs> who's gonna write an essay about why they should get a free vasectomy it says the group says human overpopulation contributes to animal suffering by draining water and land resources and causing pollution <laughs> have they moved have they been to so, montana uh, maybe if everybody that that works for PETA gets gets you know their tubes tied and vasectomies that's a good place to start so themselves don't date somebody f- who works at PETA right if you, yes. you want <laughs> to have a family yeah. yeah so contest runs through April 27th if any of our listeners are you know one in that or into that kind or into of that thing. kind of thing That's and I'm not against I'm not against spade or neutering or essays this is an insane <laughs> contest it's an insane contest so well it's better than that guy when you're on road trips he has like billboards all over the Isn't rural that guy areas. The vasectomy guy. He's like, and he has like a like a almost like a high school yearbook photo of himself hanging out. But, but he looks like Rod Blagojevich, yeah. exactly yeah. like Blagojevich. And then he's like vasectomy, this huge word, and it's like this guy. He's based in like Houston, and he has billboards all over the country. I've seen him for vasectomy reversal too. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's just a Either cycle way. of business. He gets you coming and going. Yeah. <laughs> and then go I wonder again. if he does pets too. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my slice, I think we all know that soccer fans are crazy. They're ridiculous. They are. Uh, they can be insane. They're passionate. Well, I mean, I've been to a Magic game with you. You are passionate. Okay. But uh, I don't know if you've ever done this. Uh, but you're mentally stable. That's the, that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, Jesse. Uh, some fans in Colombia. <laughs> well, I'm saying compared to the soccer fan. <laughs> oh, I think I think okay. what I think Not what separates a passionate else. basketball fan and a soccer fan is mental stability. Okay, okay. <laughs> hold on. Before we get to soccer, where would you rank the the insanity of a fan based on American sports? Would where would you <laughs> if you take baseball, basketball, hockey? Let's say footballs are the most insane. Okay, right, right. Because I mean, they... I'd say college football is the most insane. Oh, with college students, uh, I would put college ahead of NFL. Interesting. In terms of I, yeah, I, I would. I would too. I mean, that's one of the things I love about it is the passion. But but NFL ones are when you're talking about like flipping the switch to instability mentally, and they're up in Maybe the north, for like and they're fans. and they're out there shirtless and painted, and it's like sub zero degrees. Is it worse that's to be twenty two year old guy doing that, or the fifty two year old guy that's doing that? Right. So I mean, it's, it's a more insane to paint when you're yourself older. when you're twenty one, right, right, and another right. thing to paint yourself when you're a lawyer. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, um, it, well, we'll just uh, let's just say, okay, that's insanity for us here in the United States when it comes to sports uh, in Colombia. Um, this last weekend, a series of, uh, of friends of a certain soccer team uh, stole a body from a funeral home and took the corpse to the stadium to cheer on their favorite team. What? 
uh, Christopher, like, like weekend at Bernie status, exactly. like as an extra guy yeah. for like, were, were they, were they painting the letters on their face and were one dude short? Check this know? out. This, this kid, 17 year old kid, Christopher, true story. He like, was, we're so close to spelling arsenal. <laughs> I got an idea. No, I mean, this is like, this is amazing. So this kid, 17, his name's Christopher. He was shot and killed on Saturday while playing soccer in his local park. The following day, friends took his coffin and carried it into the 42,000 capacity stadium for a match between, uh, I'm not going to say this right, uh, Cucuta uh, Deportivo oh, and yeah. uh, uh, Invigado. And it's not uh, it's not known whether the corpse required a ticket to gain entry. <laughs> Invigado, they're yeah. juggernaut. Yeah, it's it's am- yeah. amazing. So wow. uh, the I same think this group- is a parable. Wasn't there a parable? I mean, did they, did they cut <laughs> a hole in the stadium and lower him down? <laughs> it wasn't uh, Texas Stadium. Uh, the same group is believed to be responsible for stealing the coffin from the funeral parlor uh, that the funeral home was also looking for. Uh, and the police have not been able, it says uh, the media is reporting there that a funeral procession of 200 fans followed the coffin into the stadium, but local police have been unable to identify who stole the body. Has the it been returned? Home. It does not say if it's... Uh, if it's been returned. So, I'm sorry. I, I was talking. I didn't catch the part. His body was stolen out of the coffin? Yes. Yeah, out they took of, the whole thing. Out of, they, they took the coffin and took the body. Right. And they somehow the s- snuck it in right. well, to who, the game. Well, what are you talking about? The stealing of the coffin. Yeah, that they was don't done. Know who, they don't know who did it to like arrest them. Oh, it was all of his friends. Yeah, like, and so they couldn't arrest they, they all of the friends. They haven't been able to pinpoint right, the person. Right, right, oh. right. But they took the body. I mean, what do you do with a body? I mean, I don't know how far to take this, but I mean, this is a serious. I mean, this is a legitimate story. They took a dead body into a stadium because they felt like this kid. I mean, he died while he was playing soccer and probably right. was a fan of this team, and they felt well, like he should be in the stadium. Yeah, as a dead body. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's like the the. Egyptians, the pharaohs. Yeah. I mean, well, let's compare this to the fifty-two-year-old lawyer who paints <laughs> his body, right? Yeah. So this is oh, like gosh. a whole other. There's several. There's got to be sports between American NFL football <laughs> and this Colombian soccer. soccer. I mean, there's. I don't. There's such a wide gap. I don't even. Well, know I mean, where, even European soccer. I mean, the fans regularly throw like like heavy objects onto the field to hurt the opposing team. Yeah, there's a story from years ago where where people lit a scooter. They they snuck a a Vespa into an arena and uh, lit it on fire and launched it from an upper deck. (laughs) People are literally get these things in stadiums. stadiums They need better security. You know, they're throwing hot oil down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I'm passionate about sport, but that's that's next level. Mm. Would you, I mean, you're a big Magic fan. I mean, I, I don't want to take this too far, but would would that honor you? You don't wait. You don't want to take this too far. The slice is about a dead body. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you be honored taken into a Magic game the day after you pass away? Is that a place you'd want to be with friends and you family? You want to be buried under the under center court? I would love that. Okay. Yeah. No, it'd be amazing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I married a former Magic dancer. Yeah. I proposed the night after we went to a Magic game. Right. Uh, the first time we felt Cohen kick in the womb was after we won the Eastern Conference Championship. Okay. Um, my yeah, you're, uh, you're, love- you're meeting all of the uh, all the points that are needed for a crazy fan to be. W- would you into a hurl stadium. a flaming Vespa at a Celtics fan? You, you own a Vespa. Yeah. Wait, wait, at a fan or at the Celtics? Or, or either, either. The fan, I would just throw something at, and as long like as a Molotov could- cocktail. Yeah, I would, I would just. <laughs> 
I just want to <laughs> glance them. You know, I just want to yeah. like send a little message. Just, just, just scare them. Yeah, send right, them a message. Right. But if I could hurl a Vespa at the Celtics and it somehow disrupted them significantly. Broke all of their ankles. So they I absolutely play. would love to do that. That would okay. be fantastic. Right at big day. And you're, 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 I, I have a feeling, Cameron, that your mental stability in this, in this issue is on par with the soccer fan. Yeah. Why not the win? I identify with them. <laughs> I've always felt like a European at heart. All right. Is that it for slices? That's it. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Sean McDonald. You're listening to The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. The song is Belong. It's from their brand new album, Belong. Sean McDonald uh, has just released his fourth studio album. It's called Closer, uh, which is it's an honest and vulnerable album that chronicles the journey of a broken man who's found redemption, who's growing in faith while expressing his doubts, singing praises and lamentations along the way. Uh, most of the songs were penned by uh, Sean himself, but he shares several writing credits with Brandon Heath, Joy Williams from the Civil Wars, uh, Ben Glover, and Josh Garrels. Uh, you can check out the music at seanmcdonaldmusic.com. Here is Sean McDonald performing Closer. Looking for color in a shade of gray Looking for love in a drop of rain Trying to find change in the old mundane Everything I do to see is the same Spending my life out in the weather And been gone so long and I need some shelter Yes, I just want to eat Closer to you, I just want to be closer. Yes, I am yours. You can have all of me, anything, everything. I just want to be closer. Do without you is a thousand years Do without you is a million tears Tell me why do I run when I am in fear Yes, why do I run when you are so near Spending my life out in the desert And been gone so long and I need some shelter Yes, I just want to be Closer to you, I just want to be closer. Yes, I am yours. You can have all of me, anything, everything. I just want to be closer.
Yes, I just wanna be Wherever you are, wherever you go, yes, I just wanna be there. Wherever you are, wherever you go, yes, I just wanna be there with you. I just want to be closer to you. I just want. To be closer, yes, I am yours. You can have all of me, anything, everything I just want. To be closer, yes, I just want. To be closer to you, I just want. To be closer, yes, I am yours. Can have all of me, anything, everything I just want to be closer. Looking for color in a shade of gray. Looking for love in a drop of rain. That was Sean McDonald. Check out his new album at seanmcdonaldmusic.com. You're listening to Broken Bells. I like Broken Bells. The song is Marin Fields from their new EP called Marin Fields. Many of you have seen uh, Nancy Sleeth in the pages of Relevant Magazine. She's an author that we like uh, a lot. Uh, she's the author of Go Green, Save Green, A Simple Guide to Saving Time, Money, and God's Green Earth. Um, it's a practical guide for going green from a faith perspective. Um uh, she and her family radically altered their environmental footprint, reducing their electricity to one-tenth of what it was and their fossil fuel use to one-third the national average. Along with her husband, Matthew, uh, Nancy now travels the U.S. speaking and writing about faith and the environment. Uh, they founded Blessed Earth, which is a faith-based nonprofit focusing on environmental stewardship. Their daughter, Emma Sleeth, is also an author. She wrote It's Easy Being Green, uh, where she outlined the changes her family made and how those principles can be applied to young adult life. Uh, she's a recent college graduate and an emerging voice in the creation care movement. Both Emma and Nancy uh, were in town recently speaking at a creation care conference. We asked them to come by and talk to them for the podcast. Two members of our editorial team spoke to them, Roxy and Elise. Here is part of that interview. I guess first off, what are some practical things that our listeners can start doing today when they go home today or tonight that would change their impact on the environment? Um, well, I guess it's going to be different for what my mom will say than me because I live with a roommate and I'm probably more the relevant reader's uh, demographic. But the things that I've been able to do just in a dorm or in an apartment 
uh, taking shorter showers, uh, turning up or down the heat, depending on what the temperature is outside, to be closer to the temperature outside, uh, recycling. One thing I'm really proud about Emma and her roommate is that they hang all their clothes out. I mean, they live in a tiny apartment, but they still (laughs) hang all their clothes. So you can do that, too. You can find a way to do that. Uh, Obviously walking or biking as often as you can um, and just carpooling a lot. Right. So setting up your life so that the things that you do on a regular basis, such as work or go to a bank or go to church, try to make a sense of place that Mm -hmm. your life is within a couple mile radius and then you can get anywhere you want on foot or bike. What um, you guys have mentioned eating out a couple times is like something to avoid, I guess, or try to avoid. What what is it about eating out that's like a contributor to to just waste or? Well, it's it's fine to eat out. I think it's a great thing to do with friends, but you don't want to be traveling great distances to do that. First of all, mm-hmm. and secondly, you want to look for restaurants that. Um, have the same values that you do. And fortunately, there's more and more options available for that. So look for restaurants that use um, vegetables from local farmers that um, recycle, that serve on ceramic plates, um, avoiding things that are disposable. And you do have more options now than ever before. As far as churches go, what are some primary ways that we can do a better job either as a building or as a body of believers with engaging creation care? Well, I will do a plug for our organization, which is blessedearth.org, and we do have a downloadable free sheet on that with really specific things that churches can do. The first thing that you should probably do is to study creation care scripturally. And we have found over and over again, if you have a small group that studies that, then um, and are committed to that, then amazing things will happen because you might have one person on that team that's an engineer and he understands the heating system and so he can work on that part and somebody else is into communications so they're going to put practical tips in the weekly bulletin or something like that. But the first one of the, one of the first things to do is to get an energy audit on the building and that's not expensive to do. Most utilities will do it for free or for a very small cost. Then you know where you stand. And you can look at this menu of things that need to be done on the building, whether it's changing the light bulbs or um, adjusting the thermostat. And they can tell you how much these things are going to cost and how much you're going to save over a period of time. So that's a good starting point is getting an energy audit. What are some, when I think about just kind of all the things that you're talking about, I can imagine people getting super excited about it for a week or two and then sort of hitting that wall of like, this is really hard or forgetting or just sort of being overwhelmed with how big all of those changes are for what may seem like kind of a small impact. Like, how do you kind of get past those those walls of like, uh, that kind of the fade away? I have two ideas for that. One is, um, it was a young person, a guy who was 23, 24, wrote to us, and I thought it's a fabulous idea. He makes one change a month. So his first month was to use uh, reusable shopping bags, a small change, but just to keep them in his car and get used to using them. That becomes a habit after a month. He doesn't even have to think about it. The next month it was he adjusted that he was in his first apartment. So 
change the, the temperature by three degrees, and that saves 10% on his energy bill. And he was um, writing to me for, for more ideas, but he was doing a fantastic job just making one change a month. And by the end of the year, you've changed tremendously. Right. A second idea that I have is for people to start really keeping a Sabbath. And I know that sounds strange, but the, you know, if we, if we actually didn't do anything other than go to church on the Sabbath and put it in park the rest of the day, we'd save somewhere between 10 and 14% of our resources. But much more importantly, it's coming to a rest so that all the messages from the world, which are telling us that we're not pretty enough or thin enough or our clothes aren't hip enough or our furniture isn't new enough, we can resist those messages the other six days of the week. And we can bring that quiet and that peace that we have and that connection with God that we get from being still with us into the world. When you guys are talking with people and either they're already living a greener lifestyle or are considering it for themselves, what are some of the biggest misconceptions you think people have or maybe something that intimidates them about making this change in their life? Well, some people get hung up on the politics First of all, they think that this is just a liberal issue when obviously the heart of the word um, conservative is to conserve. So some people are just turned off just because they they think it doesn't involve them. In terms of um, misconceptions, I think people just think it's harder than it is. I mean, you know, this is stuff, we're not recommending anything that our grandmothers didn't do, like regularly. (laughs) And that they also get, um, think it's all going to be drudgery. Like this is bad. This is hard. Instead, it's a really joyful thing. I mean, when I go and hang up my clothes out on the line, I'm like, thank God, literally, thank God I have a minute or two or three or four to spend with God and pray and hang up clothes outdoors and hear the birds sing and not be at my computer for a few minutes. I mean, to me, it's something to look forward to. And when you arrange your life so that you're, it's in close proximity, what joy you have when you can see your friends on a regular basis and they can walk over and share a casual meal. And it's a joyful thing. It doesn't have to be drudgery. That was Emma Sleeth and Nancy Sleeth. You can find out more at nancysleeth.com, emmasleeth.com, or blessedearth.org. You're listening to Sun Lux. Song is rising. It's from his upcoming album, We Are Rising. When Sean McDonald came through our studio um, and on his promo tour for his fourth studio album called Closer, uh, we got the cameras out. So not only uh, the two songs that you hear on the podcast today, but there's a third song that he recorded, which you'll find at the podcast episode page. You can download it there or stream it there. Uh, But we also have music videos of the live performance uh, that'll be on Relevant TV very early next week. So uh, look for them on Tuesday, uh, all three videos, and it'll also be on the podcast episode page as well. So, Um, Okay, without any further ado, here is Sean McDonald 
performing Rise. Yes, I will rise Out of these ashes rise And from this trouble I am found And this rubble on the ground I will rise Yes, I will rise Out of these ashes rise And from this trouble I am found And this rubble on the ground I will rise Because he who is in Greater than I will ever be, and I will rise. Do 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 And sometimes my heart is on the ground, and love is nowhere to be found. Yet I hold on to what I know is true Yes, I hold on, I hold on to you Yes, I will rise out of these ashes rise From the trouble I have found and this rubble on the ground I will rise Yes, I will rise out of these ashes rise from the trouble I have found in this rubble on the ground, I will rise. Because He who is in me is greater than I'll ever be, and I will rise. Yes, He who is in me is greater than I'll ever be, and I will rise. Ashes rise, and from this trouble I have found, and this rubble on the ground, I will rise. Yes, I will rise out of these ashes rise, and from this trouble I have found, and this rubble on the ground, I will rise. Because He who is in me is great. Then I'll ever be now rise. Yes, he who is in me is greater than I'll ever be now rise. So close your eyes, just close your eyes with me tonight. Let us listen and for his call. Let us listen for his call. Cause his heart, his city is beating. 
Yes, his heart is beating tonight Yes, his heart, oh, it is beating Yes, his heart is beating for you tonight That was Sean McDonald. Check him out at SeanMcDonaldMusic.com. Then Peter spoke to make of them a tabernacle place. The cloud appeared in glory as an accolade that fell on the ground. A voice arrived. The voice of God, the face of God covered in a cloud You're listening to the David Crowder Band. song is The Transfiguration. You're like, wait, that's a Sufjan song. Yes, it is. It's their uh, contribution to the Seven Swans Reimagined album. Uh, that's basically the Sufjan Stevens Seven Swans album. It's also a mount in scripture seven, Mount Seven Swans no Transfiguration oh <laughs> I was like I missed that one no no, no. what was that like Hezekiah or something no, no, no. Okay. deep okay oh. alright it's time for your feedback last week we had the epic uh, March Madness mascot challenge right. where we brought in Dr. Tom uh, DDS and who <laughs> was passionate about mascots uh, though he has, what's the phobia? Um, some phobia where he's <laughs> deathly afraid of felt, felt? Uh, pelt, yeah, pelt. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Pelt. So he, I'm, I'm not going to relive it, but just thinking about it makes me <laughs> smile. <laughs> I was about to start going down the thing. That's why he was a sand crab yeah. in a guy's garage at Division Division Seven College. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> anyway. All right, so we 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 Jesse posed a number of mascot challenges to Dr. Tom, and um, and you know we he gave his uh, insight and his research for how he thinks it'll play out. Uh, we asked you in the question of the week who what mascots you would pit against each other and what the outcome would be. So you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your replies there. Here's a few of our favorites. Well, my favorite was from from Grant Mulkey, and he said that the, his ideal mascot matchup would be would pit two agricultural harvesting mascots against each other, which would be the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the Wichita State Wheat Shockers. Now, aren't they just uh, now, known as the Shockers? Yeah, now they're just called the Shockers, okay. but they used to be the Wheat Shockers. Um, and that the he pictures it going down like this. He thinks they should both be be riding uh, big combines, and they'll <laughs> play a game of chicken. But he he imagines it going uh, going down like that scene in Arrested Development where Job and Buster play the game of chicken with the construction equipment, uh, which was if if you don't if you don't recall the scene, it was. 
uh, just a very, very slow crawl to an anticlimactic collision. Um, but behind the wheel would be of each of these combines would be one would be Herbie the Husker, which is he's pretty much a mascot of just a person. And then uh, the Wichita State would be driven by Wooshock, which is an anthropomorphic stock of wheat, which is probably the lamest mascot of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Brett R. Wilkies, he said uh, his school that he actually goes to would play Notre Dame's Fighting Irish. They are the Gordon College Fighting Scots of Renham, Massachusetts. The rivalry spanning the Irish seas is an ancient one that will valiantly continue, he says. So the Fighting Irish versus the Fighting Scots. I think we've seen that one before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I can't remember how it ends either. Well, they're both still here, so it must be okay. <laughs> yeah, must have been, it must have been like that game of chicken, a draw. Uh, Andrew W. says, the school I went to used to be the Tech Men before they became known as the Tigers. Tech Men. So it's almost Computer like the guys. Geek Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the I wonder mascot. if they drive uh, uh, the old VW Bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we need to be something. I know. I'm trying to picture those guys like, you know, on the field next to the cheerleaders, you know, during the football game, you know, the Geek Squad, pocket protectors. Uh, Josh wrote in. He said, I'm not sure how this one would go down. Uh, we have the Fighting Squirrels from Mary Baldwin College against the Tree from Stanford. I'm not sure if the fighting aspect of the squirrels would make them uh, would make them pull out the win, or if they would find such peace that the cage would become a harmonious nature setting. Uh, I don't think a confident bet could be made either way. Now, if it was a cage match between a squirrel and an attic, we know the winner. Yeah, yeah, uh, both lose. It's <laughs> a <laughs> lose, lose. Well, that was some of your feedback, uh, but uh, like we have been the last few weeks, we wanted to call one of one of the uh, posters to, to let uh, him talk about his particular idea. So we are going to get on the Skype line, Kyle Metzger. Kyle? Hello. Hey, welcome to the Relevant Podcast. Thank you. Hey, Kyle, this is Cameron, and you're here with Maya, Josh, and Jesse, and that was Chad that you just spoke to. Figured that. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Where are we talking to you from? Well, I'm actually right now in uh, what's called the 509 community. And that's my church community here in Huntington, Indiana. Um, I live here in Huntington. Do you live there in the community? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, sometimes it feels like it, but no, I actually have a house. <laughs> so so what, what do you do there? You're a pastor? No, um, I, we have a coffee shop up here, and so I, I work at the coffee shop and just do other... I, I lead worship sometimes. Um, right now, I'm actually happily unemployed. Oh, oh. Happily? Good. Yes. So, so the work that you're doing is volunteer work? Yeah. Yeah. Our coffee shop is um, completely just at cost. We, um, yeah, we don't make any money off of everybody who works here. Works for free. Wow. And all of our, all the drinks are by donation. And That's that how we work thing. here at Relevant yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I thought we were unique in that yeah. model. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your name is very familiar. Have you been post, you've been posting for a while now. Yeah. I've been a subscriber since I was, oh. I think, a sophomore in college, um, which I, I had like five years Let's ago, say, something you know, like that. 40s? <laughs> I actually, and I actually called in one time. I had the suggestion for the, uh, the relevant snowsuit calendar, <laughs> <laughs> which is still in production. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been it's years hard to in the do. Making. It's hard to do when you're down here. Summer so. 2011. Look for it in stores. <laughs> <laughs> we have to buy it on clearance. There's a very short window of time that stores actually carry snow stu- snowsuits down here. I believe that. Yeah, it's taken years to get this in order. 
I'm going to be wearing a Baja in my picture. <laughs> we can only buy one a year because that's all the stores carry. So it'll probably yeah. be a good five years yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Kyle, have you ever participated in the X Games? Oh, because you, no. you have a very I, X Games name. Yes. Mike, right? That, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's who I was thinking of. I, I actually get that question more than oh. you would think. Have you ever tried to do a backflip on a snowmobile? Um, not on purpose. <laughs> is there a train nearby? It, yeah. Um, cuts right through the middle of the middle of the through town. The 509 community. And our, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right in the basement. I'm assuming Beautiful. 509 is the area code. It's actually the just the physical address of the, All right, of or the building. So it's aptly named in case anyone wants to mail you yeah. things. Right. <laughs> Um, okay, so we, we just read some of the feedback that people posted about the mascot challenge. Uh, yours caught our eye. So we wanted to invite you on to tell everybody what your idea, what your mascot pit, uh, fight would be and how you think it'll play out. Yeah, well, um, w- when I first heard the question, I, I was trying to think, you know, just if anything funny would pop into my head, 99% of the time, nothing funny comes. Um, but... I thought of my, my high school um, mascot was the Redskins, and you know there's also the Washington Redskins. It's actually a fairly common name. As like, and I just thought of how it's obviously politically incorrect, and it's baffling that it's still you know, there's not much there's not much uh, uh, contention against it. But then I was like, what if there's, are there any other politically incorrect mascots? And immediately, <laughs> but, I mean, the Gamecocks. It's just. Um, everything about that name is uh, politically incorrect. How so? And, uh, <laughs> How so? <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> well, then I, and I thought of the, and I actually had known that the, the Fighting Blue Hens of Delaware um, was also, is also a Gamecock. Right. And, um, but my, my thought was, um, you know, the Blue Hens have, have quite the advantage because, um, yeah, you know, because you know the word gamecocks. You know, there's a lot of soccer moms out there that don't want their kids using that word in, in any context, no matter uh, how much they try to justify it. And uh, plus, the blue hens have been traced back to the Revolutionary War, so they've got a history. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the gamecocks, the gamecocks uh, mascot, his name is Cocky, so he's got a, he's already got himself. <laughs> well, we know pride comes before a fall, right? right. right. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah, always exactly. fall. That my thoughts exactly. And, and, and little known fact, little Jerry Seinfeld was a blue hen, actually. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. Little Jerry Seinfeld. Well, who you did saw more, how well he fared. Well, he, he yeah, did exactly. more with, uh, Jerry's name than Big Jerry ever did. <laughs> he, he made it back to Newman's and back in 25 seconds. Is that, that is that good? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. So, how, who would win? You're saying that the blue hen clearly would win, but I, I guess what I'm I'm inferring from this is that you actually are going to pit them in the cage match of cockfighting. No, that would be illegal, <laughs> and uh, and I think I would probably end up being banned from podcast listening. And you know, it's a weekly part of my routine, so I, I don't know if I can do that. And I, and I don't know, being unemployed, if I could handle and probably the five hundred nine community wouldn't want a convicted cockfighter volunteering for them any longer. <laughs> No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, so, so what would the competition be if not cockfighting between two cockfighting birds? It's it's more of a battle of wills to see who can last longest against PETA. Ah. So it's oh, a stamina okay. competition. Yeah. Right. To see which uh, absurdly politically incorrect mascot can uh, stand the test of time. 
stand the test of time. Okay, okay. So, so, this, so this could be this could potentially be a very long match. So you're literally just saying that right. the, the battle is which institution will change their mascot first. Yeah, and that one loses. Okay. <laughs> that one loses. So this could be decades and or centuries. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like those kind of battles that don't finish quickly. <laughs> yeah. But it, they happen over generations. <laughs> over generations. <laughs> yeah. Those are really the best kind. It's that's more of a rivalry than a battle. Right. They should right. be right. And I really hope that you know when that time comes, you know whether maybe that is a couple decades. You know, I, I really hope that you'll remember to have me back on to talk <laughs> <Okay>. about it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Expect it at the same time that that snow calendar comes. Here we out. go. There, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Mark it on your snow calendar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for talking to us. Uh, so yeah, I don't even know how to wrap it because because I got called out. I got called out on the feedback page that that I end these segments by saying, "Okay, talk to you later." Yeah, I saw that. So I can't say that now. So I, I did. I did have one more question. I uh, I did something yesterday that I've never done in my entire life. I, I bought a six pack of Snapple. Oh. <laughs> you rebel. I only got it because it was on uh-huh. sale, and um, not even thinking that you know the the coincidence that I would also be talking on the relevant podcast. I was wondering if I could have the honor of reading my Snapple facts on the you, podcast. You should, and I'll read one right back to you because I have one in front of me. <laughs> All right. I think you actually might have read this one before, Probably. but I'm going to go for it. Over half of the world's geysers are found in Yellowstone National Ooh, Park. Yeah. I didn't actually, I don't remember that one. Fascinating. It is interesting. I, I have one here. Uh, the can opener was invented 48 years after the can. Oh, it took them I've that long. That before. There's no, it did take them that long. They had quite a stockpile going for, <laughs> you know, forty some years. <laughs> a lot of frustrated people. A lot of frustrated oh, people. This open. Just shaking it, <laughs> shaking it, banging on rocks. Yeah. It's in their knife. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was incidents. What's your other ones? Do you have others? See, I thought you were gonna have six. Uh, no, I've only drank one. I bottle thought you were gonna have six. Oh, yeah. see, Cameron would have drank in that six pack by now. Yeah, I would. have. Well, thanks for uh, talking to us on the podcast, and apparently, we will not talk to you later. We might. He might That's call fine. in. That's fine. That's no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might. Yeah, Never we know. might. You, you have precedence here. So we might talk to you later. We have talked so to you So take that, before. people who say oh. I don't talk to people later. <laughs> All right, see you. Thanks. All right, thanks. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. Here is this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, so earlier, we uh, Jesse brought us a list of, um, of items that are stupid ideas that made people... Ridiculous amounts of money. Right. And then he also veered off into a list of future hipster accessories. Right, right. But then we got him back <laughs> by, on the first by hippies. list. Yeah, by that, that hippies currently that, wear. Well, no, his theory in, in predicting these other ones is because he saw a hippie wear them. Right. Hippie, no, but, you know, hippie, but hippie. I didn't finish. I didn't finish. I was going to say the hippie looked kind of cool in it. <laughs> <laughs> it looked pretty cool. That's why I thought it could catch a lot. Well, it, it was pretty it was very, sweet. It was very flattering to his his hippiness. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I didn't tell the hippie this, but maybe if I see him again at the soccer complex, I'll let him know, hey, man, I think that Baja's pretty pretty rad. Okay, and he'll say, hey, I got it south of the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it costs $4. I got it at the TA Travel Plaza on Route 73. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you they, 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 they're stockpiled there. Uh, okay. So anyway, this has nothing to do with the hippie hippies. Um, it's, uh, it's about the dumb ideas that make a lot of money. We want to know from right. you what, what dumb idea uh, do you have that you think could be the next massive thing, the next snuggy revolution, the next pet rock, the next smiley face? Um, what's, what's your uh, dumb million dollar idea? And and what would make it a success? I think the but, frown could be huge. 
Right, frowny face. Yeah, I actually. Or how about one with just a straight line and it says "meh." On yeah, it. exactly. That, I would say the, the, I think this generation is the more of a, a look of indifference, mm -hmm. neutral. Yeah, the meh face, and it's not a smiley face; it's an emo con. It's, you know, an emo con versus an emoticon. Yeah, it's more emo. So, <laughs> con artist, emo slash con artist. <laughs> it's emo yeah. slash con. Uh, it's, it's an emo con artist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he is Maybe. a very sinister emo guy. He has uh, uh, pyramid schemes <laughs> to buy old dashboard confessional albums. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, my idea, I don't think it's dumb, actually, but I just don't. <laughs> Nobody did. Shocking. It does, man. Nobody does. Well, oh, so here's what I'm saying is uh, they, <laughs> they are like shoes, okay? Um, but they're, they're, they'd have to be kind of large, but they would be, um, like, uh, inflatable, um, what do you call it? Like the life preserver things like rafts so you can walk on water. Oh, how awesome would that be? That would be awesome. Would you like press a button and they'd, they'd turn into that or do they always look like that? Or they well, like I mean, you probably shoes? have to bring a little pump to the beach. Right. you know, and pump them up and then you put them on and then like, okay, I'm so imagine this, you're just like laying out on the beach, hanging out, tossing the Frisbee or whatever. And you look wearing your Baja and you look out and there's a guy walking on water with awesome <laughs> shoes. And those shoes probably look like, uh, like those shoes that have, that have the five toes in them, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what are those called? Like I the skeletons? They're the so gross. I saw someone with them. Like, yeah. They look like monkey like, feet. Ooh. I saw them. I saw somebody wearing them at a um, pastor's convention, Aww. and he was like the edgy, cool guy at a pastor's convention wearing his his toe sandals. Like, no, it looks like okay, he just see, got okay. done scuba diving. Are you aware diving. that you have those on your feet? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me say this: if those can can make, <laughs> uh, 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 if those can possibly be a, a hipster trend, you're telling me the Baja can't? Uh, trust me, those, they're not a hipster trend. Toe shoes. They're not. They're they're forty five year old guys with soul patches trying to be. The guy edgy. I saw had was young, but really, aren't they for runners? They're for runners. Yeah, yeah. it's he, he didn't look like a I've runner. I've seen people though. wearing with jeans. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> that's yeah, what he this guy was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, He's like yeah, are, are you? Are you? Dude. Did you run here from your house? <laughs> when I see those guys run with them, I I it's, half expect them. It's to, like trail running. That's what it, I have expect them mm -hmm. to climb a tree and to like jump off buildings. What's it called? Parkour. When you're yeah. Like, parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I parkour. half expect yeah that it's uh, they climb buildings and trees mm -hmm. and yeah, man, you it know makes, it makes me want to carry around like a case of nails and just like <laughs> litter the running trail and just to be like where 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 shoes hippie. <laughs> hippie 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 with your baja on oh wait well they're running so they're not hippie hippies <laughs> right they're, they're thin hippies so <laughs> no I, I have no problem with people wearing them while they're off trail running or trail running that's what they're for yeah. it's when you wear them with jeans to a pastor's conference to look cool I'm sorry you don't you don't well, that's why I don't mm -hmm. think that again I don't think the Baja's that implausible then I guarantee okay I guarantee this if one cool like uh if one cool kind of like emerging type of pastor, celebrity writer, speaker guy wore a Baja to one of those conferences <laughs> yeah. on stage, in a month, there would be pastors across this country rocking them. Yeah. Which means they'll never be worn by hipsters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So we want to hear your ideas. What is the uh, a dumb idea that could be the next big moneymaker? Head over to relevantmagazine.com. Click on the uh, uh, podcast episode page right there and leave your comments in the replies. If you want us to call you next week, um, let us know by emailing us 
at podcast at relevantmagazine.com. It's podcast at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, you'll need a Skype name. Uh, we don't call phones. We call Skypes. Um, many thanks to the Sleeths for talking to us. You can check out uh, what they're doing at blessedearth.org or nancysleeth.com or emmasleeth.com. Make sure to check out Sean McDonald's uh, new album. You can get it at seanmcdonaldmusic.com and at retailers everywhere. On that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Or I could just tell people my birthday is April 1st and then be like, really? Really? I thought it was April 2nd. I'll be like, April Fool's it is, but, but you can give me a joke gift.